feeding of werewolves. Episode 14, Magic in the Bedroom. I can't believe you all are making me do this. I haven't even been on a date since I was an undergrad. Shut up and do it. Magic in the bedroom? It sounds like an article on a gossip rag. Better than Dr. Bleep does Dr. Bleep's Dr. Bleep. How are we going to avoid federal regulations on lewdness? After everything, is that what you're worried about? Point. Hello, and welcome to Care and Feeding of Werewolves, a podcast addressing issues and current events in the paranormal community. I'm your host, Hazel Thornton. Today's question is, if I polymorph only part of myself, could it get stuck that way? No, unless you're using a dodgy spell from the goblin market, or you deliberately do something to make it permanent. If it doesn't revert to normal, and this goes for enhancement and longevity spells as well, because let's face it, we all know which part you want to polymorph. (laughs) Within four hours, you should see a professional. (laughs) I am working with amateurs. I'm not the one that had the mic around backwards for how many episodes? You could have said anything at any point! I could have, but I didn't check for the tidy 10 t errors when I was troubleshooting it because, you know, you're otherwise kind of smart. The topic of the day is magic in the bedroom. Oh yeah. This is about using magic during sex as opposed to using sex in your magic, but some principles apply to both. Brown chicken, brown cow. I will squirt you with one of the werewolf puppy spray bottles. That's fair. Obviously get consent from your partner before whipping out your stuff. We will not be covering love spells or anything coercive. If you use such methods, you are a terrible person and I hope you spend a thousand years reliving the trauma you put your victims through. Unless your partners are all on board with it, in which case, have at. Consensual, non-consent, we don't judge any of that here. No, never. There are spells, potions, and charms for lube, spermicide, birth control, and even barrier methods like condoms. You can pair some spells with the mundane versions like lube and spermicide, but not condoms because the friction will weaken the latex. Avoid mixing potions and hormonal birth control because they can cause adverse reactions and sometimes even cancel each other out. I knew this guy once did that. And oh my God, you wouldn't believe where he grew his, where he grew hair. It looked like hobbit feet. I have so many questions that I never want answered. You know, you're curious. You? Professional curiosity. But for my own sanity. No, 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 no. 
<laughs> you should practice with your partner before getting hot and bothered so you don't accidentally give someone frostbite or a burn while playing with different sensations. Or if you change forms, there may be some elements like natural weapons that could be harmful to your partners if you don't know how to use them properly. Basically, be familiar with whatever you're implementing before whipping out your stuff. So to speak. <laughs> if you want to ride the broomstick, as it were, <laughs> make sure you start with good wood. <laughs> Why do I work with teenagers again? <laughs> you love us. <laughs> you know, some species do eat their young, adopted or not. Yeah, but how many of them are human? Um, mostly human. Mostly. Remember, German descended witch. We've been known to eat stranger things. Yeah, but that's a, that's that's a television show. How do you eat a television show? So, good word, huh? I hate you so much. I'm going to eat my pants. Substances in certain types of wood may be for external use only and have no place in your personal playground. Your log should be well sanded, otherwise you risk <laughs> getting splinters in places you really don't want them. Shush. Buff it out, man, buff it out. <laughs> Have some sandpaper. Visually inspect it before you stick it where the sun don't shine. A good sealant is also important to prevent both slivers and bacterial growth. I hear Vaseline is not bad. <laughs> I need water after snorting. <laughs> Swallow, don't spit. Swallow, don't spit. <laughs> That's what she said. <sighs> if you have more than one happy valley, hey then yo. you should avoid double dipping. This wand for slot A and that wand for slot B. Or use condoms. Make sure you thoroughly clean and dry it after every use. You don't want your staff getting a staff infection. Clove and of course tea tree oils are antimicrobial and antifungal. Although clove may add a bit more spice to your meat than you would like. <laughs> Ham. Ooh, no, that that reminds me of that Jeter Henschel dude. Talk about loving your work a little too much. Oh, God, I know, right? 
Some therianthropes can have a reaction to tea tree oil, so test a drop on their wrist before taking it for a test drive. If you prefer a stone or metal wand, you'll also want to ensure it's well-polished and free of burrs or sharp edges. <laughs> Sealants? <laughs> Sealants and microbial activity are less of an issue. However, some stones and metals should not be used internally. Yes, condoms can be used in case your tool is toxic. <laughs> But any knobs, I know guys like that. But any knobs, you knob, <laughs> or carvings on a wooden wand or additions like gemstones could tear the latex. Speaking of additions, crystals and gemstones can become unmounted and get lodged, forcing oh. you to bring in a professional spelunker to raid your personal treasure chest. <laughs> Ah, that was not a winning lottery ticket for me that day. Wait, what? 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 No. Oh, no. Never mind. Never mind. I am not curious at all. Nope. Nope. Don't want to know. Tre Don't want to know. Treasure chest. Don't want to know. Yep. Get it. Winning I the lottery treasure ring. I, I, I got it. I got it. I know they give it back to you, so I'm getting what they... Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Lubricants and oils, especially when it comes to porous wood, can interfere with spellcasting. You should give it a test run before using it for its standard purpose because you don't want it blowing up in your face. Or somewhere else. <laughs> then... There's the issue of premature activation. Ah, yes. Everyone has a problem with that at some point in their lives. Yes. Yes, they really do. You don't want to accidentally set off the wand, which is especially important if it has a mechanical trigger. Make sure that if the wand has an activation word, it's not one you might accidentally use. It's kind of like a reverse safety word. And daddy-like is a terrible one. I am going to pretend that I didn't just take psychic damage from hearing that. <laughs> and for the love of little pink ponies, don't use one programmed with an offensive spell. You thought cleanup was bad normally? Ugh. If your partner wants to flirt with danger, just lie to them and use something like a healing wand because it's all about their perception of risk. You might want to avoid using the kind that merely requires a spark of energy since, well, let's just say sex magic can be pretty powerful whether you're intentionally casting or not. Speaking of sex magic, if you use a ritual dagger or any sharp objects, really magical ritual or not, keep track of where you put them. Leaving them tangled in the sheets is not a good idea. Oh, you are not kidding. Waking up with an extra orifice is terrible. Thanks for stitching me up, by the way. I'm going to have nightmares for the rest of my life. 
Yes, those are my butt cheek. Avoid any spells that could go pear-shaped if you lose concentration. Prophylactics being the most obvious example. Levitation during the act can be fun, but make sure you still have a soft landing just in case. If it's to accommodate two different species, like fireproofing so you can be with a fire-based species, pick a method that doesn't require maintenance, such as potions. Speaking of fire, if your spell uses candles or other flames, take the appropriate precautions. And now, a word from our sponsors. Do you dread the judgmental gaze of the cashier every time you have to buy more condoms? Or maybe you have a latex allergy. Are you a terrible lay or do you just hate the idea of passing on your genes? Montgomery Innovations introduces Force Skin, a new, sustainable, reusable contraceptive experience. Force Skin is a ring that slides over your thingamajig and generates a sturdy yet thin and pliable force field. Force Skid, skin, sorry, it's hard to say. Foreskin, it's a real mouthful. Anyway, Foreskin's military-grade force fields are strong enough to protect against anything, ranging from nuclear missiles to evil supervillains to teeth. They work against magic too. A bitter ex wants to hex your chunk. Foreskin will protect you from magical curses. So, what's in it for your partner? In addition to trapping in your swimmers and any latent STIs you have floating around in there, Foreskin also comes with adjustable temperature settings. If you want to heat things up or Netflix and literally chill, you can control it all remotely from our Foreskin app. Our Foreskin XL model comes with additional ripple action and undulating settings that will put your lady and or dude in the mood. You never have to force it with Foreskin. Don't ever force it. Always ask for consent, no matter what. Possible side effects of foreskin include first and second degree burns, bruising, electrocution, shrinkage, and immediate vaporization of penile material. Don't have a hot dog to use with this bun? That's fine. You can program in whatever size and shape you want. The possibilities are endless. Foreskin. It's for and and maybe even if you're into it. We're also good for the environment. Currently only available online, patent pending. Welcome back. If you're thinking of making things a little more permanent with something like enchanted jewelry, you want to make sure it's an item that you can remove at a moment's notice if something goes wrong. Needless to say, tattoos and complex piercings in delicate areas aren't recommended for this reason. Ah, uh, huh. There goes my Saturday plans. There are spells and potions that can enhance a participant's pleasure, but they can also create a feedback loop that can be hard to break. Yes, there can be too much of a good thing. Mundane bondage practitioners often keep a pair of safety scissors nearby in case they need to free someone immediately, but that's not necessarily an option when it comes to magical means of bondage it's a good idea to keep a spellbreaker charm or potion at hand in case things go awry for these types of spells that don't require concentration. Yep, hold, hold up, hold up. I'm taking notes. Taking notes real quick. Can done, and this done. This is okay. like the Thank most you. demented version of sex ed because it's literally my best friend who 
I I need therapy after this. I don't even know. Yeah, I might too. If you want to use Polymorph to play with some new equipment, you should consider physical compatibility between the participants. Some forms can literally become locked together. Yes, I know some of you are into that. But you might not think it's so much fun if you need a third party to help disengage from each other. Oh, like those two tentacle monsters. <sighs> la 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 la. I'm not hearing this. That took so much lube. I am not hearing this. It just, oh man, I was. You couldn't even use a Gordian knot solution on it. You're like my little brother. Why? 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 Hey, I was the third that was called in to help. I Imagine a- what that did to me. I'm a teenager. I need a drink. So do I. You're a teenager. I know. Polymorph opens up lots of new possibilities for toys like claws, teeth, tails, tentacles. You should practice using your temporary body and learn exactly how new bits work or how sharp they are. Some species have spines along certain appendages that engage once things reach critical mass. The worst kind of swing. Others are venomous or even poisonous. Then there are the vampiric types that feed off of life energy. So you need to do your research to make sure your partners only have a little death instead of a big one. That's assuming that they're alive to begin with. Again, as long as they're consenting, don't forget that some textures don't mix well. The rough skin of a gargoyle can abrade soft human-like skin more than you'd like once there's some friction. Tender bits get caught on scales, spikes and tender underbellies, rougher tongues, hooked suction cups on tentacles. You get the idea. That was part of the problem. Now, With those tentacle monsters I talked about before, that was part of the problem. So it's hooks. Now I'm craving calamari. You know, I don't eat things that are generally smarter than me at problem solving. Well, that must explain why you're a vegetarian. Horns and long hair may seem like great handles, but they're still attached to a skull that's connected to a spine. Nerve, spinal, muscle, and even eye damage are very real possibilities. Tails are also attached to the spine and are necessary for balance. Don't go yanking too hard on any bits or bobs. Unless it's that one, if you know what I mean. Wait, no, don't yank hard on that one. Basically, there's a lot of fun to be had. But you should always try things out in a controlled environment to avoid unsexy pain and suffering. And, as always, discuss consent with all parties involved. Do you have a burning question about the burning in your knot? Does the color of your cloaca have you turning green? Let us know. Hey, that was a solid episode, but you know what? Not actually vegetarian. I'll eat shrimp. Of course, they don't really qualify as a meat. This.
Thank you for listening. This episode was written by Brenna Anderson Dowd in collaboration with Keith Baldwin and Frederick Elmore. With Brenna Anderson Dowd as Hazel and Frederick Elmore as Julia. Sound editing by Frederick Elmore. Music by Kevin Elmore. Forcefield Condoms was written by Matt Johnson and performed by Jenny Gibson and Alex Sinacropi from the Second Fiddles Podcast. Check them out at secondfiddlespodcast.com. Find us on Facebook at Care and Feeding of Werewolves, tweet us at Care Werewolves, or email us at feedingwerewolves at gmail.com. Please rate and review. Care and Feeding of Werewolves is a podcast distributed by Kerfuffle and Chaos Productions and licensed under a Creative Commons non-commercial attribution share alike 4.0 international. All content on the Care and Feeding of Werewolves podcast is fictional and for entertainment purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your doctor or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of an episode. Reliance on any information provided by Care and Feeding of Werewolves, Kerfuffle and Chaos Productions, or anyone involved with the production of this podcast is solely at your own risk. Remember, kids, always play with your love stick responsibly. <laughs> <laughs>